Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, Ryan, and welcome to the Cognitive Recalibration Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Shravan. We have our co-host, Taran, here with us again in Hobart. Hello, everyone. So today we're reviewing a movie called Venom, which we've watched, we both watched actually opening night, but we couldn't get around to reviewing it till about a week later. So here we are. Weirdly, this is one of the few movies I've watched on opening night this year. <laughs> Yeah, it actually is. I think only the only other one was Avengers Infinity War, which we watched first day. I'm trying to think if there was anything else that I saw opening night. Yeah, no, I think it's just Avengers Infinity War and this. Yeah, this is the only one that I watched opening night apart from Avengers as well. So we'll, we'll do the usual non-spoilers first and then spoilers. And we, we will have some news later on. So we haven't actually had an episode for a while because I've been off studying for exams and we haven't been recording podcasts so this is our first one after a long gap i guess we'll we'll jump straight into it with the review yeah so i've got some background as usual so it's directed by ruben fleischer hopefully i said that right he directed zombieland in 2009 30 minutes or less in 2011 gangster squad in 2013 and venom this year have you seen any of those movies? Or seen Zombieland and Gangster Squad. I really like Zombieland. Not a fan of Gangster Squad. I uh, well, I haven't seen any of them except for Venom, so I don't have much of an opinion on his style. Zombieland's really good. Who's in Thirty Minutes or Less? Is that what it's called? Thirty Minutes or Less. Yeah. yeah. It's got. Uh, let me check. Is it Kevin here. Costner? Um, for some reason, I feel like it's Kevin Costner. Um, Jesse Eisenberg. Uh, yes, the young man's Kevin Costner. <laughs> yeah, Jesse Eisenberg, Danny McBride, Aziz Ansari. I haven't seen it, no. That, that was his second movie, so yeah. he's done a couple of movies with Jesse Eisenberg. Zombieland's really good. Have You You should watch that. Gangster Squad, you could miss. It's boring as hell. So a lot of people weren't expecting this movie to be any good or to make any 
money. It's done really but, well, hasn't it? <laughs> but to everyone's surprise, it's done really well. So the budget was a hundred between a hundred and million to one hundred and sixteen million, and it's made two hundred and thirty four million till now, and it's been about a week since it came out, and it did eighty million domestic box office for the opening weekend, which no one expected. <laughs> And it's got the record for the highest opening weekend in October of all time. Oh, nice. So it wasn't just us who were watching it on the opening night, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why it's so... Well, it's a popular character, I guess. And people I like guess. Tom And Hardy. it's been a while since there was a superhero movie. Last one was Ant-Man, I think. Yeah, so it's been like three months. I love it how a while for a superhero movie is three months now. Yeah, it used to be like years. It used to be like years, yeah. Yeah, now it's like three months. Yeah. I don't know. I actually don't know how this did so well because the reviews were quite negative. Yeah. and People like Tom yeah. Hardy, though. Yeah, yeah. And people like Venom. I guess so, yeah. And I, maybe people, because a lot of people don't know about the MCU, like everything Marvel is like the same to them. Oh, yeah. So maybe they just went out and watched it anyway because they thought it was part of the whole. Think the X Men are in Marvel, like the new X Men. So they might have thought it was part of the same universe. Yeah, because well, it says Marvel, like yeah. even the trailers and everything it says Marvel. Yeah. So maybe they just thought it was uh, another Marvel movie, and everyone yeah. just went out and watched it. They probably still don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they probably still don't know. Yeah, it's pretty vague. Like it could still be in the MCU. Yeah, like, there's no like. Obvious points that it's not in the MCU, but... We'll talk about that in spoilers anyway. But I'll talk a bit about the development of this movie. So Sony began developing a Venom film after the character made his cinematic debut in Spider-Man 3, 2007. So ever since then, they've wanted to make a movie with Venom. Because that turned out very well, as we all know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think... We can agree that this version of Venom is better than that version of Venom. No, nah, man, I love Topher Grace. <laughs> <laughs> Topher Grace is my favourite Venom. <laughs> nah, this version this version's much better. Well, I'll talk about it in the review, but I think Tom Hardy, if it wasn't Tom Hardy, I think this movie would have been a disaster. Yeah. Uh, it has to either be Tom Hardy or Topher Grace, no one else. There's no in-between. <laughs> the thing is, like, Topher Grace... He's not even big. Like, in real life, he's just, like, this scrawny guy. So it makes no sense for him to be Venom. Yeah. It's because he <laughs> he's was like, so... smaller than Peter Parker. Yeah. It's because he was so <laughs> funny on that 70s show. They're like, this is the guy. This is the guy we need. <laughs> Didn't he make a comeback with Interstellar? He was in Interstellar. No, that's Casey Affleck, isn't it? No, no, Casey Affleck was in it, but he was in it too. Who's I'm to- pretty sure. Who is he um, in it? He's like the daughter's friend or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, in the, I, in the future. I can imagine. I can imagine Topher Grace in that movie. I haven't seen him in anything for years before that, though. Because I remember seeing him in it, and I was like, "This guy looks familiar." I'm pretty sure he's in. I'm going to check right now. Is Topher Grace in the Ocean's movies as well? Is he? Oh no, no, no. He's he's got a cameo in the first Ocean's Eleven. He plays poker with Danny Ocean. He's in Interstellar. Yeah, he's. The character of Getty, which obviously everyone remembers. That is the most memorable character in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember he's like, um, what's her, what's the daughter's name? Jessica Chastain. Yeah, Jessica St- Chastain's friend. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's such a se- scene stealer, that Topher Grace. I miss him. 
but anyway, after after Spider Man three, they had various iterations of the movie, and they began this version of the movie or the script for this version of the movie in March twenty seventeen, so last year, just before Spider Man Homecoming came out. Sony's plan was to make this movie in the same universe as Spider Man Homecoming, and yeah. therefore the MCU. But Marvel didn't want that, so. Well, Kevin Feige said that this movie is not part of the MCU. Yeah. I think they're still trying to sneak it in, I guess. It doesn't have a producer credit for Kevin Feige. I just think he no, was, it doesn't. He yeah. was never on set, so. Sony's plan with this movie was to start their own shared universe with all the Spider Man characters. So, all the Spider Man characters except for Spider Man. Yeah. And there's there's plans for other movies like Craven the Hunter, which we've talked about, Morbius, Silk, Black and... What, what's the other? Silver, Silver and Black. Silver Sable and Black Cat. Yeah, anyway, they're, they're planning to do all these movies without Spider-Man. In. in terms of cast, there aren't really that many important characters apart from Tom Hardy, I guess Michelle Williams and Riz Ahmed. Riz, yep. Everyone else is pretty forgettable. And to be honest... Everyone apart from Tom Hardy is pretty forgettable. Yeah. <laughs> in my opinion. Riz Ahmed, I, I usually like Riz Ahmed, but in this movie he just wasn't Yeah, like, he sucks. <laughs> yeah, like, I think it was just the script, like yeah. what he had to work with. It wasn't Riz Ahmed's great. really good in most things. Even in Broke One, he's good. Yeah. But yeah, he's not good in this. He wasn't great. And Michelle Williams had the most ridiculous wig. Did you notice it? Yeah, it's, it's cool. It's a good wig. Well, this movie, we can always call it like the movie with bad wigs because there's another wig that features oh, later on. Oh, yeah, that's on. a great wig. We'll that, talk about it. That's spoilers. an amazing wig. <laughs> there's also Michelle Williams' new boyfriend who has a great character role. He was not what I ex- actually expected. Did, did you expect him to be the the normal dick character? Yeah, and he kind of wasn't. He was kind of a nice guy. That was a change-up. Other than that, there's no other characters in this movie. That we Oh, there's Jenny Slate. Who's kind of important. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's in it. I feel like everyone was just there for the paycheck, except for Tom Hardy. Even Tom Hardy was probably there for the paycheck. Yeah, but he he committed. Yeah. Like, the stuff he does is pretty crazy. We'll get to the details and spoilers, but I think he did a really good job. I felt like the first half an hour was just... It it didn't suck. It was just bland. It was was kind of like Solo. Like the whole of Solo. (laughs) I missed the first, the first 10 minutes, so I still don't know what happens in the first 10 minutes. But when I got uh, in, I'll, it was I'll fill you boring. in on that. I'll fill you in on that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you didn't miss much. But yeah, the first half an hour was just very uneventful. Like It was just kind of jogging along. You find out about, about Eddie Brock and what he does. I guess we should outline the story, spoiler free. Eddie Brock is a reporter, and he's assigned a project to look into this thing called the Life Foundation which is run by Riz, Riz Ahmed's character, uh, Carlton Drake. And yeah, that basically Carlton Drake's kind of a dodgy guy. Like he's getting human human people to experiment on and stuff and that's killing them. Like he's getting homeless people to experiment on. Yeah. I, he must be like offering them money and then they end up dying because he, he has these um, symbiotes. Symbiote. That is testing people with... They call it symbiote in the movie, though. I, I didn't pay attention. I was going <laughs> to pay attention, but halfway through... No, I but forgot. They, they actually changed it up, because in the trailer, they call it... Like, I'm pretty sure there was parts of the trailer where they called it symbiote. Yep. 
but in the movie they call it symbiote and i think they like did a voiceover at the end to make sure everyone said symbiote to change it to make it consistent (laughs) because no one actually knows how to say it it's a known fact no one knows how to say it it's no one in the up because i've been watching spectacular spider-man the series they call it symbiote in that okay yeah I'll call it whichever one I feel like calling it at that particular point in time. When you talk about like a symbiotic relationship. It's symbiote. It's symbiote. Like it's not symbiotic. Yeah, it's not a symbiotic relationship. Yeah. Yeah, So I'm going to say symbiote. I'm saying symbiote. It it should technically be symbiote. But anyway, I'll call it symbiote because that's what they call it in the movie. Well, I'm going to call it symbiote because I want to change things up. But anyway, they. I think the Life Foundation finds a meteorite or something or a comet that has these living uh, symbiotes on it and they bring back four samples back to earth to i think i missed all this part to do uh, it's it's actually like skimmed over like it's like the first two minutes oh okay and they bring it back to earth and they want to do some experiments with it and they do a pretty bad bad job because they kind of lose basically two of them do is one of the venom that they lose? One, one they... of them is Venom. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they lose the other one before I yeah. start watching, I'm guessing. Yeah, that's. Uh, I won't say too much about the story. We'll talk about it more in spoilers. But there isn't much of a story, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, when the story starts, you're like, oh, here it goes. And then 10 minutes later, it's finished. And you're like, okay, <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> yeah, there isn't much of a story. So for those who know Venom's origin in the comics or have seen his origin in the any of the animated series. It's not what they did in this movie. <laughs> so his origin is technically what we saw in Spider-Man 3, except that was done really badly, but that yeah. is technically his origin. Although Topher Grace did a great job with it, but yeah. <laughs> I wonder why he didn't win an Oscar for that. <laughs> yeah. Best supporting actor. I, I like the part when he turns into Venom in that movie, and then the, the camera like zooms into his face, and then you see Venom. Do you remember that? I do not. I, I, like the, I haven't seen like that movie. Like the symbiote's falling. You know how he's in the church? Yeah. And the symbiote falls onto him? Yeah. And then, like, it's going all over his body. And then yeah. the camera zooms into his face, and you just see Venom's face. <laughs> like, he's, he's like, he bites the camera. Classic Sam Raimi zoom into people's faces <laughs> as they do, as they scream. They can't do, they can't do the actual Venom origin because of not having Spider-Man in the movie. So they're a bit hamstrung. But I wonder if they'll do it in the MCU. Since they've gone the Infinity War route and they've taken Spider-Man into space, they could technically do a symbiote thing from there. They could, but they don't own the rights. They don't own the rights for Venom. So they can't technically do it without Sony's permission. And Sony can't technically do anything without Marvel's permission with Spider-Man. So they kind of just... They're stuck in this weird limbo where they just (laughs) both... Well, Sony's making shit movies and Marvel's can't use the characters they want to. But they can use Spider-Man's villains, though. They used... Vulture. Yeah, they they used Vulture and they used um, the Tinkerer and... Who who was the Shocker? Yeah, they kind of sit down together and agree with which ones they can use. Oh, I agree which, what they can use and what they can't use. Yeah. Yeah. And they're probably not going to let them use Venom now because they've just made Venom. Venom is the biggest character that Sony has left that they haven't given back to Marvel already, basically. Yeah, and they're not going to do Green Goblin because they've already done Green Goblin in the other movies. Green Goblin's a villain anyway. You can't make a 
movie out of a villain. Well, they're doing it with the other guys. No, like but Craven they're more anti-heroes, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I guess Green Goblin's just... Green yeah. Goblin's just and a Green, villain. Green Goblin's, like, way too interconnected with Spider-Man. Like, you can't do it without Spider-Man. Yeah, well, yeah. you would have thought the same thing about Venom, but they somehow managed it. Because Venom is still his own character, I guess. And, he like, in the comics, he is... He does have his own comics, like where Spider-Man's not in it. Yeah. But I don't but, think there's any comics with just Green Goblin. Oh, yeah, there wouldn't be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's a villain, so, yeah. I guess we can talk about the positives and negatives. So, I actually didn't hate this movie. I think I went in with, like, really low expectations because I saw the reviews. It was, like, 20-something percent on Tomatoes. Yeah. And I was like, this is going to suck. Like, this might be the worst movie of the year. But it wasn't actually that bad. I kind of equate it to um, Suicide Squad. It's that level of bad. Uh, this could be okay if they made a couple changes to it, but overall, it's still pretty bad. But I didn't like Suicide Squad. Uh, I, I didn't enjoy Suicide Squad because I actually there's parts of this that I actually enjoyed. There's parts of Suicide Squad that I enjoy as well. I like the part where that guy gets introduced and he dies the next scene. Yeah, that part's the best part. <laughs> <laughs> I that's think it's the part I liked, but yeah. that's the part. That's the only part I actually remember. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not a totally bad movie, Suicide Squad, but it's not good. And I think this yeah, is it's not similar good. similar to that. Uh, this is not good. Yeah, yeah. This is by no means good, but there are parts of it that are quite entertaining. Which yeah. make it still watchable for me. Yeah. And it's not yeah. long, which is good. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty short. But anyway, my positive is I only have one, and that's Tom Hardy. As Eddie Brock and Venom. I think there's a there's a point in the movie where things start to get pretty crazy. It's pretty boring, and then it goes like the other scale in like one scene. <laughs> After one scene. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think which scene, but yeah, I think I know yeah, what you're talking uh, about. Well, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you w- what it was in spoilers, but yeah, there's one part where it just goes crazy, and from then I quite enjoyed the movie, but before that I was quite bored. So negatives, I've got, well, there's quite a few, like it's pretty slow, not much happens for a lot of it, like in the whole movie, not much happens, so there's not much of a story, and... Pretty much all the characters except for Eddie Brock are forgettable. The climax was very predictable. Just yeah. another CGI, big CGI fight. It doesn't last for long either. It's very short. And I guess the lack of Spider-Man does sort of hurt this movie a bit. And a lot of people are saying that it would have been better if this was R-rated. For me, it might have added a little bit, but I don't think it made that much of a difference. Like, I don't think it will make it a better movie. If it was R-rated. Mm, I think they could have gone more Deadpool route if it was R-rated. Which might have made it a bit better, but it just would have had more blood and guts and stuff. That might have added a little bit, but I don't think it would have made it a better movie with what they had already. What What were your positives and negatives? Yeah, I like Tom Hardy as well. He was probably the only good part. Um, I'm trying to rack my brain for other positives. There's some funny parts. It can be funny at parts. I don't know if it was intentional or, yeah. I couldn't even tell if it was intentionally funny or unintentionally funny. Yeah, but I found it funny. I'm, I'm going to say it was intentional. Give that as a positive. 
There's some <laughs> there's some intentionally funny parts. Negatives. It's really dark. Like not tone wise, the movie's just dark. A lot of the scenes are shot in the dark, and Venom's black. Yeah, Venom's black. So, yeah. and you can't you, see. You much. can't really see him properly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. To come to think of it, there's not a single shot of him that's in the day. Yeah, everything's in the dark <laughs> for some reason, and you can't yeah. see anything. He's not Batman. He doesn't only really come out at the dark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was a bit disappointing. It's slow up to a certain point, and then. It goes really fast up till the end. There's some part of this movie that's missing. The, the first half is very slow. And the second half is way too fast. It's got yeah. serious pacing issues. And the villain's shit. <laughs> it's, he, he, he doesn't look like he's trying that hard, to be honest. Or his material is just horrible. I guess if we didn't have anything else to say, we could do our ratings and we'll jump into spoilers. Yeah. My overall rating is... I guess without without Tom Hardy in this movie, this movie would have been like probably the worst, one of the worst movies of the year. It, it would have been in line with The Nun, probably, if it I wasn't for well, Tom Hardy. There's, there's other actors that could have probably done well with it as well. Depend, it had it would have to be a good actor. Yeah, yeah. But I think Tom Hardy, he, I think he was the only one that was really trying in this movie. Yeah. So I I don't know if you agree, but I thought he was pretty good. He was pretty good. Yeah. So him as Venom and Eddie Brock was pretty much the saving grace for the movie. It makes it, it lifts it from being just a forgettable movie to it's still forgettable. almost watchable. It's still forgettable, but it's yeah, like most not most of it's forgettable. still forgettable. But yeah. there's there's parts that you'll probably remember when you walk out of the movie. So I'd give it a watch at some stage on streaming or Netflix or whatever if it if it uh, comes on. Onto Netflix or whatever streaming <laughs> service it comes onto. I think it's worth a watch at some stage because you don't have to fully concentrate to watch it. You could just have it in the background. Yeah, have it in the background. I, I was on my phone for some of this movie because <laughs> I was bored. <laughs> also, there was no one around me when I was on my phone, so I wasn't like disturbing anyone. It was just yeah. You weren't you weren't that guy that's sitting in the front row with his phone at full. No, no. I was in the very I was in the very back and I hid it so that no one could see. And there was no one around me. I give it 32.8. feel like I gave something else 32.8 as well. But it, they're both on different scales. So we'll do some spoilers now. So if you haven't seen the movie and you care about spoilers, watch the movie and come back back to this point. But otherwise, if you don't care about spoilers, just keep listening. So we can start with the start of the movie, which you missed. Yeah, I missed that. So it just starts with the spaceship that crash lands onto Earth, and it's a spaceship from the Life Foundation. Yeah. Um, it crashes, and then one of the symbiotes escapes. Uh, that symbiote is the right symbiote, so it attaches itself to one of the guys on the space shuttle, and then they figure out that guy's still alive. I think everyone else dies. They find out that guy's still alive, so they take him into an ambulance, and then the symbiote comes out of him and attaches itself to the paramedic. It's in like Malaysia or something. Crash lands in Malaysia, so it's like a oh, Malaysian okay. Yeah, I, I, I did see that paramedic kill random people. For no yeah, and then that paramedic walks through some village. You might have seen this part. And then she eats an eel. starts eating a snake. It's an eel, I think. Yeah, an eel. Yeah. Just like raw. Yeah. And then these people try to confront her and then she... She kills them. Yeah. She kills him with spikes. Yeah, I, I did watch rides, that. Rides Apparently, him. that guy 
the astronaut is J. Jameson's niece. I just read that somewhere. Niece? Niece, I think. Well, in the in Spectacular Spider-Man, it's his son. Yeah, it's either his son or nephew. I don't, I'm yeah. not sure. But yeah, it's uh, his last name's Jameson, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because in Spectacular Spider-Man, it's his son. And the uh, symbiote comes back on the ship with him. But he never gets it. But anyway, no one cares. Did they actually mention that? I, I, I don't know if it's actually mentioned. But I, I didn't watch that part, so I'm not sure. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, so they bring four samples back to Earth. And obviously one of them is right, so one of them's gone. And they have three left. So one is Venom and the other two they use they for die. experiments. <laughs> well, they use a Venom for an experiment too. So yeah. then it cuts to Eddie Brock and he's reporting stuff. Yeah. I think he's like a... He's like a gotcha journalist. He's like current affair. Yeah, he's kind of like that. And he, I think he also has like a, he's also like a vlogger or something as well because he has his own like channel. Oh, it's not TV. No, it is TV. I think it is TV, but he also does vlogging and stuff too. Okay. But yeah, anyway, he's like a video reporter. He does all the hard hitting stories. And they mentioned that he left New York. Yeah. Because something happened, he got fired or something, so he had to move to San Fran. So this, this story is set in San Fran, and they introduce him and Michelle Williams's character. They kind of introduce their relationship, but it doesn't last long because in he gets an assignment to go to the Life Foundation, and then he, like... He hacks her email. <laughs> yeah, he just hacks her email, which... It's it's stupid. It's stupid. It makes no sense. And then she it gets fired. It makes no sense. Like he reads through all her emails and he finds out all about the Life Foundation because she's working. She's a lawyer and she's working with the Life Foundation or yeah. something. But then and she ends up getting fired because he does that. So he gets fired and then she also gets fired. Yeah, it's a bad day at the Bronx. And then <laughs> and then they break up. So I think they're engaged, but then they break up and. This whole part was just boring, like this yeah. whole thing. No one and cares. Then, and then, like, they have way too much of him just depressed. Yeah, doing nothing. Like, way too much of that. Would have been all right if it was five minutes, but if, it felt like 20 minutes. Yeah. He, like, goes to this Chinese store. <laughs> yeah, he goes to the, like, convenience store, and he talks to the lady, and then, for some reason, this guy always comes into that store and takes money off the lady. Never explain what's really happening there. It's just <laughs> kind of this guy that comes in and just takes money off the lady. And Sony does their usual thing of showing the end of the movie in the trailer. Oh, yeah, it's in the trailer. Yeah, that was shit. Someone mentioned that they thought that would be the end of the movie. Did you say that might be the end of the movie? I might have. Well, I thought the end of the movie would be Venom biting someone's head off. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And But I didn't think it would be, like, I, it might have been that exact scene, but I thought it would be a scene like that, but it actually ended up being that exact scene. Yeah, it was that exact one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, he's just depressed and he doesn't have a job and he's looking up, like, just random jobs in the newspaper, like dishwashers and stuff. Yeah, dishwasher. The classic job that everyone goes to when they can't So, like, is he jobs. so poor that he doesn't even have a computer? Yeah, because he's looking in the he's looking in the paper, isn't he? Newspaper, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he has a phone. Yeah, he has surely a phone. phone so has. surely you could go and seek on your phone, mate. You don't have to <laughs> use your computer. But yeah, he's just applying for random jobs. He's not getting anywhere in life, and he has this really rowdy neighbor who plays the 
guitar every Which night. Is a stupid sub story that needed <laughs> didn't need to be there at all. Yeah. But yeah, like this this literally goes on for a like it felt like twenty minutes. It felt like a long time. It was there for a while. And meanwhile, they just cut back to stuff at the Life Foundation, which is also really boring. So they've hired some homeless people to experiment with the symbiotes. Rizal Medj is, like, super creepy and weird for no reason. Yeah, he's just creepy, and he, like, has his speech to one of the guys who's called Isaac about something in the Bible. Oh, that was such a boring scene. I was just like, no one cares. And that guy immediately dies. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You see it in the trailer, anyway, that, that exact scene when yeah. the symbiote attaches to that guy and then he dies. There's a lot of this in the trailer. And then the symbiote also dies because it doesn't have anything else to attach to and it just dies. Does that symbiote die? I think so, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and then they're only left with Venom and... The yellow one. So they hire some more homeless people and one of the homeless people happens to be Eddie Brock's friend. Or, like, I don't know if she's his friend. He just talks to her every day. Oh, is that was that a connection? I did not see that connection at all. Yeah, she's the one that ends up with the Venom symbiote. That's why he tries to save her. Oh, I didn't. I thought he was just trying to save a person. I didn't even know. Yeah, yeah. And then he's down on his luck. And then Jenny Slate, who works for the Life Foundation, she's not happy with what's going on. And for some reason, she could have gone to any reporter, like a reporter that actually currently has a job. Maybe, but she goes that would have to helped, Brock. but she went to Eddie Brock, who's unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason. So she goes to him, and he first he says no, he doesn't want to get involved in any of that, because it ruined his life when he associated with the Life Foundation, but then he changes his mind in, like, the next five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> There's a quick change of, change of heart. And he decides to go in, so she lets him into the Life Foundation, and I think he she just wanted to, like, take photos and then publicize what's going on there but he does a little bit more than that so he he goes in and then he sees his homeless friend ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And she has the venom symbiote in her and she gets up and she looks at him and she's like, help me. And he smashes her out of her confinement that they had her in. And she then transfers the venom symbiote to him and she dies. And then he's venom. There's and then there's that's there's when the crazy this, stuff starts. So yeah. he just runs was, out of the facility. This stuff was stupid, I thought. Instead of jumping the fence, he runs through the fence. It's it's so stupid. And also, how does he know he can do this shit? He's like <laughs> he starts like hitting people and like he jumps onto the wall and like hits someone. He kicks open a door. And he wasn't even surprised. He's like, how am I even doing this stuff? He's, He's like, just doing just it. I do this. Yeah. And he like runs through a tree. Yeah. It's like, how do you know you can do this stuff? <laughs> and then he climbs a tree in like 10 seconds. A tree that's like 50 meters long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how he gets away. And then he wakes up in his apartment somehow. And then he starts getting voices in his head, which is Venom. And then... <laughs> This, this, oh, I actually enjoyed all these parts though because he gets up and then he like starts looking for food and he like scraps the food and then he goes into the bathroom Yeah, and he's like looking at himself and he hears the voice and he just like goes flying into his bathtub. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was, yeah, it was, it was some stupid stuff. <laughs> and then he gets up and then there's this scene with the, his rowdy neighbor, he starts playing the guitar again and, <laughs> and he goes out, bangs the door and he opens it and then... He momentarily turns into like Venom, like you see yeah. Venom's eyes. But that that it looked shit. It looked like a Snapchat filter on his face. It, didn't <laughs> it look actually good. did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he goes back, and then they've obviously tracked the Life Foundation. Obviously tracked where he lives somehow. I don't know how they did that. Did they tell you how they did that? Uh, I don't remember. But anyway, they track him back. They come into his apartment. They try to bash him up and then Venom comes out and wastes everyone. Yeah. And then he jumps out of his apartment. Runs away on the bike. <laughs> Runs away on the bike. Yeah. And then you get that action scene in That's the That's mostly in the trailer. Yeah. That's mostly in the trailers. It wasn't really that great, to be honest. It wasn't. All the action wasn't great in this movie. It's because it's, it's really dark and you can't see anything. Yeah. So anyway, he ends up getting away in that chase sequence. It goes for a while. It goes longer than it probably needed to. He goes to the reporter tower as well. Well, before that, you actually you see the full Venom for the first time, which is also in the trailer where he has that line, the um, the pancreas line. You see that, and then he gets like he swims away, like he jumps into jumps into the water and he swims away to the. Oh yeah, side. it's like really fun, like Aquaman yeah. swimming. Yeah, and then he has a chat with Eddie Brock. Like he comes out of yeah. him, and he's like looking face to face with him. I thought that was a cool scene. And then he jumps onto the top of... Why does he go there again? Like, he's talking he gives, to... He wants to give them the, the oh, USB the Life Foundation stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he gets where he used to work, and he needs to go to the top floor, and Eddie Brock has a 
a fear of heights or something, so he doesn't want to do it. And then Venom does it, like he climbs up the whole building. And then there's this forced scene where he like goes right onto the top of the building and then a plane flies past. Oh, yeah. And And pretty much just to show that Venom is vulnerable to high-frequency sounds and stuff. And then, and then there's another, <coughs> there's a dialogue where Venom's like, yeah, I don't like high-pitched sounds and fire. Like, it tells him directly, yeah, it's those like, are my weaknesses. <laughs> just to make sure that you know I don't like those two things. He leaves the evidence at his old boss's, on his old boss's table, and Venom's like, yeah, jump out of the building. And he doesn't, he just takes a lift. And, you yeah. know, he's like, pussy. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, all, all these parts I enjoyed because Venom is, like... Venom's actually pretty funny. Yeah. Like, he keeps calling Eddie Brock a loser. It's like, you're yeah. a loser. Yeah. These were the worst parts. It was kind of enjoyable. And then he comes down the lift and there's a another fight scene, uh, which is also in the trailers. Yep. And it's not that great. You can't see anything. Yeah, you can't see anything. He pretty much wastes everyone again. Yep. And then, then Michelle Williams Michelle turns Williams. up. Yeah. And she's like, what's going on? Because she sees him as Venom. She takes him to the hospital. She's like freaked out for like a second and then she's fine with she's it. She's like, yeah, nah, that, that totally makes sense. <laughs> That's fine. Well, there, there was a funny part here when Venom is like, I like her, get in the car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a part in the car as well where he's like, he tells Eddie to tell her that he's sorry. And then he's like, oh, that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> Venom's pretty funny. Like, once, once he starts talking, he's good. But then they get separated in the MRI. Oh, yeah, we missed the scene where he goes crazy and he goes to, like, the restaurant oh, the where... the lobster. And he eats yeah, and he, like, jumps... Apparently, that was all improv as well. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's it was okay. It was weird. He just goes to the restaurant and starts eating random shit. Yeah, like, jumps in the lobster tank and he yeah. just eats lobsters. Yeah. I don't know how that could be improv, though, because... Like they would have had actual to tell lobsters him. Or... Did he actually jump in an actual lobster tank and like rip open a lobster? Yeah, like were they? <laughs> did they know that was going to happen? So they put in fake lobsters. They're like guys, Tom Hardy's a loose unit. Just put in fake lobsters just in case. <laughs> he could do anything. This he scene. could do anything. Be ready, guys. So that happens, and anyway, we'll get back to where we were. So he goes to the hospital, and they do a scan on him. And the scan, well, they, they plan to do a scan on him or something. And he tells her at some stage that Venom doesn't like high pitched sounds. So she plays a high pitched sound and yeah, gets and it, it out of him. Yeah, it takes and it out. And then of him. they find out that Venom is actually killing him or something. Which is never really explained. It's killing him. And then it they take it off him. And then it goes into a dog. <laughs> and then they're, they're like surprised that it escaped. There's like a million ways it could have got yeah. out of that room. It's like, oops. <laughs> <laughs> that isn't an airlocked room, damn it. <laughs> it's like a slimy alien. Of course it's going to get out of the room. Yeah. <laughs> and there's, there's that scene where like Eddie just leaves, right? It's almost like a full-on breakup scene because I think Eddie was starting to like Venom and then he finds out Venom was killing him. Killing him, yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, how could you? But then in 10 minutes' time... He's back. He's Venom again. Yeah, he's back. <laughs> He literally immediately gets captured and they go to kill him. And then then Michelle Williams, she knows that it was killing him. So why does she take it back to him? Yeah. She she bonds with the Venom anyway. And and then literally he's back. And then he's back. And And for some reason, Venom's like, yeah, I'll like you now. I won't kill you anymore. Yeah, I won't kill you anymore. 
the Life Foundation end up capturing Tom Hardy because they think he still has venom in him. And I, in between this, just randomly, so the riot symbiote, oh, that yeah. there's like scenes intercut throughout the whole movie. The riot symbiote makes all its way all the way from Malaysia to San Fran. And then randomly gets attached to Riz Ahmed's character. It gets attached to this little girl at the airport. And then it randomly gets attached to Riz Ahmed's character for some reason. They, they, they never explain that. It's never explained, yeah. And he becomes Riot all of a sudden. Yeah. Eddie Brock finds out that Riot is in Riz Ahmed's character. And then he fuses with Venom. And within 10 minutes, the movie's over. But you find out that Riot wants to take over Earth and he wants to get all the symbiotes back to but Earth. His plan, his plan is flawed in terms of What's he doing? Is he taking a spaceship up to the asteroid again and then bringing back things from the asteroid? Like, it's never explained what's happening. I think that's what Riot wants to do. I don't know why Carson Drake wants to do that. Yeah, there's no no explanation. Well, I think he thinks that the world is going to end or something. And the best option for human survival is to fuse with symbiotes. Okay, yeah. I don't know how he came to that conclusion. Yeah, it's, it's... flawed but anyway there's a fight scene between him and riot yeah before the fight scene venom's like oh he's got this whole artillery he's like a badass yeah but then they start fighting and he's got nothing different to what venom has pretty (laughs) much like he he can make weapons out of his hands that's the only difference yeah that's that's it yeah that's the only difference and he's a he's a bit bigger like he's much bigger actually than Venom, but that's that's it. But it, yeah, there's no other difference at all. And then Venom changes his mind as well. He was with Riot, but obviously he doesn't really like Riot. And he says, like, on my planet, I'm I'm a bit of a loser as yeah. well. So, but it like flips in like five seconds. Like literally, all this happens in five seconds, and you're like, wait, so he's good now. There's another scene where basically Carson Drake finds out that Jenny Slate let in Tom Hardy. Yeah, she kills her. And then he lets the symbiote out on her. And then there's this also, there's this really funny scene. I found it hilarious where it it actually happens off screen, but Carter Drake walks in and one of the symbiotes is dead. And then he's like, how'd this happen? And they're like, oh, we just let it, we, we weren't looking at it, accidentally died. And then he's like, you guys suck. And that's it. And they're just left with Venom. Yeah. Well, what he knows is they just left with Venom. He didn't. He didn't know about Riot at that stage. Yeah. You know that that scene where he lets it out to kill Jenny Slate yeah. or to fuse with Jenny Slate. He hasn't even left the room. He's walking out, so it could have just fused it with should, him. Yeah, but he's already fused with Riot at that point, isn't he? No, he's not. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. It, yeah, it's fucked. <laughs> and that's the one that dies. That's, that's yeah, the one, that's that, the one that they just leave. It's like, oh, oops, we accidentally left left this alien life form to die. <laughs> <laughs> he should really hire better. Like everyone that he's hired just doesn't seem to care. Yeah, it it was pretty low standards at the Life Foundation. <laughs> but anyway, we'll get back to the climax. So there's a big CGI fight, and that also doesn't look that good. Yeah, it looks pretty bad, actually. It's in the dark. And it's also well. in the dark. And Wright and Venom look pretty similar. The, yeah, like, there's points where you can't tell who's who. Yeah, Wright's grey and Venom's black. They're so similar. I couldn't tell who's who. It was like a Transformers fight. So Wright 
almost escapes on the on the space shuttle and venom what does he do he blows it up how does he blow it up again he like attaches himself to the aircraft and then he he breaks a hole in it and chucks a bomb in it or something yes he does something but anyway he blows it up and obviously symbiotes are vulnerable to fire so bright dies suppose well Supposedly. We think he dies. We yeah. also think Venom dies because Venom detaches himself from Eddie Brock. All the evidence suggests that Venom was dead. Anyway, like five minutes later, you hear Venom in Eddie Brock's head again. Yeah. So apparently he didn't die. <laughs> well, yeah, no one, no one expected him to die, to be honest. Like, everyone knew that he would still be alive. Yeah, but they could have at least done a better job of explaining why he didn't die. Yeah, yeah, it makes <laughs> no sense. So he was just gone for like a couple of days? Or was that like the very next day? I think it's the very next day. <laughs> so what was he doing? Like he was just asleep for a while? <laughs> I think he'd never detached. But you see him coming off. And he's like, goodbye, Eddie. I don't remember that part. <laughs> he, he says goodbye, Eddie. Okay, he lied. He clearly <laughs> lied. <laughs> but anyway, you, he's talking to Michelle Williams and then you hear Venom in his head again. And he walks away. Yeah, he's not Chinese startled story. at all. He's actually like, yeah, hi, Venom, you're back. <laughs> yeah. And then Stan Lee cameo randomly. Yeah, he runs into Stan Lee and then Venom wants to eat Stan Lee's dog. <laughs> yeah. And then he goes to the Chinese store. Then he goes to the convenience store. You see it in the trailer. He kills that guy who comes to take money from the old Chinese lady every day. And then he says, we are Venom. In, and then that's Which the is end. also in the trailer. <laughs> yeah. And that's the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Well, when you explain it like that, it sounds pretty bad. It is bad. <laughs> That's because yeah. it is bad. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it sounds pretty bad, but I still had a good time with it. There's parts of it that are funny, which is why it was okay. If it took itself too seriously, then it would be really shit. It leaned into the, the comedy a bit more, so it's okay. I'm not going to watch it again. Actually, I might. Yeah, I might too. Yeah. I might, like... I'll watch Justice League again, so I'll watch anything again. <laughs> we'll talk about the end credit scenes. So there were a couple of end credit scenes. The first one was pretty ridiculous. So Eddie's back doing his reporting, so he gets his job back, supposedly, because he... No, nah, he's doing, pr- he's doing uh, print now. He's doing like... Yeah, he's doing print now, so he yeah. doesn't do... He doesn't do videos anymore. Video anymore, so he does print. And he goes to a prison to meet a serial killer. Supposedly to interview him. What happens is so stupid because he literally walks in and the first line of the interview, no one starts an interview like that. Like, <laughs> this is not how you start an interview. Was that the end of it or is, is he just going to leave after like, that? Like, was, was the guy expecting him or something? Yeah. He's like, Eddie Brock, do, does he know him? <laughs> I don't know. But, but he goes in and then he's like... They, they have a, a very short conversation about something. He's like... I'm here to interview you, and it's like come out of the light. Or he's like, "Oh, let should I just cut all this serial killer bullshit or whatever?" Yeah, get straight to the point. And then he's like, "Once I get out of here, it's going to be carnage." Yep, and then that's it. It's like, is that the end of the interview? That's a really short interview. If that's the end (laughs) of it, and what does that even mean? Like, (laughs) if you didn't know that there was a character called Carnage, they'll be like, "Well, that guy's a bit crazy." Yeah, it's like, and that was a shit (laughs) interview, like. Eddie Brock's not a very good reporter. <laughs> Obviously, the the guy we're talking about is played by Woody Harrelson. Woody Woody Harrelson, and he has the most ridiculous wig on. It's the stupidest wig I've ever seen. He <laughs> looks like a clown without the makeup. <laughs> he 
He looks like Ronald McDonald. <laughs> yeah, yeah, without the makeup. It's stupid. Yeah. And that's that's the first end credit scene, so obviously they're trying to lean into another sequel for this movie. I Carnage. secretly hope they actually make that sequel because I want to see Carnage. <laughs> I think they will make it because it's, yeah. it's made a lot of money, so yeah. I think they will make it. I kind of want to see Carnage versus Venom. Yeah, I actually wouldn't mind seeing that. I, I wouldn't either, yeah. Like, it, it might be okay. And then we have a second end credit scene, which is just... It's like a short trailer. Yeah, I like I think I think it's, it might be a scene from um, Into the Spider Verse, which yeah. was very very good. That was probably the best part of the movie. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was a good. <laughs> yeah. It was a good scene. Yeah, there's a bit of comedy and action, a bit of everything in that scene. So that yeah. was good. That movie, hopefully, will be better than this one. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it's already better than this one. So yeah, yeah. But I still had a good time with this movie. So. I think you had a good, t- better time than I did. I was, I didn't have a great time. I can't say I hated it because I'd probably still watch this again. Like the nun, you'd have to like really, really persuade me to watch that again. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't hate it either. I thought it was okay. I'll probably watch it again. It's got some funny parts. I'd skip the first thirty minutes. So yeah, I'd probably skip the first. 30. I'd, I'd skip straight to when he becomes Venom, and then from there, I'd, it's fine. I guess that's. That's all we had, unless you wanted to mention anything else about this movie. Ah, that's it. So we'll talk about some news now, and then we'll do an announcement of the Infinity War Steelbook competition that we had running. So we've had some great entries for that, and we'll mention some honourable honorable entries as well as the, the winner, just after we mention a bit of the news that we've had in the time that we were away. So one thing that came up was the Black Panther, that Black Panther 2 will be directed by Ryan Coogler, which is... As expected, there's no surprises there. And I think the whole reason why it took this long for him to sign on was more related to salary than anything else. Yeah. We always knew he would come back for it anyway. And the same, I think the same deal was with uh, Chadwick Boseman as well, but he's he's obviously going to come back. Yeah. yeah, no surprises there. And in other MCU-related news, there was a uh, just an announcement that Scarlett Johansson's getting $15 million for... Uh, her Black Widow movie, which is in line with what Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth get for their roles as Captain America and Thor. So she's obviously one of the biggest stars uh, in the MCU now. Yeah, big payday for her. But not as big as uh, RDJ. Downey. Downey gets, yeah, Downey gets quite a bit. I wonder if he gets paid that much for everything he does or if it's I just think he in does the MCU. Now. I think he does because, like, he's like, but well, he hasn't really done many other. Does movies. he? Get, did he get paid that much for Doctor Doolittle? Probably. Okay. Yeah. Because a lot of people are just going to watch that movie because he's in it. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't really do that many movies. Actually, he does like one every two years, three years. The last non-Marvel movie he did was The Judge, and that was produced by his wife. Uh yep, yep. That came out ages ago. <laughs> he's got a couple non-Marvel movies coming out though. He's got. Doctor Do Little, Sherlock Holmes Three. So are they doing Sherlock Holmes Three? Yeah, yeah, it's shooting at the moment. Oh, it's shooting at the moment. Yeah. Is Guy Ritchie? Yeah, yeah. But isn't he making Aladdin? That's post production. Oh, okay. Yeah, pretty sure it's Guy oh, Ritchie. That's cool. Yeah, and Jude Law's back as well. Yeah, Jude Law will be back. Yeah, I actually don't mind those Sherlock Holmes movies. A lot of people don't yeah. like them, but I watched the first one the other day. Not bad. Still holds up. Because I think a lot of people compare it with Benedict Cumberbatch's Sherlock. Oh, it's different. Different kind of. Yeah, it's different because this one's like actual Sherlock Holmes, like within that time. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Benedict Cumberbatch's is like modern day Sherlock. Yeah, yeah. And 
Benedict Cumberbatch's one was good. The first two seasons were good, but, but then, then it, it got to shit. pretty bad. Yeah, it gets a bit too indulgent, and it's like thinks it's really good, but it's not that good. Although I haven't seen it after season three, so I can't really say. But I hear it's not that good. Was season three the one where um, Watson gets married? It's the season when Sherlock comes back to life after he dies. And Watson gets married to this lady and it turns out that she's also like a spy or yeah, something. Yeah, 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 that's the one. The villain for that season wasn't great. Yeah, it's not. Because after Moriarty, it was just not good. <laughs> I'm not sure how season four was. I didn't watch it. Yeah, I haven't four. seen any of those. In other news, we had some stuff about Spider-Man Far From Home with the black... Is a black suit Spider-Man? Well, not it's like not like Venom, Venom black, black suit. suit, but he's got like a suit with black in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His like pants so are just... black and his shirt's red. Basically, it looks pretty oh, cool. Okay, but you have to see it. I didn't explain it well, but <laughs> this this it's not like he's got a red shirt on and black pants. It's it's a bit more intricate. And I think there was confirmation that Samuel L. Jackson and Kobe Smulders will be. In the movie, yeah, I think they're Fury on set. Maria Hill. We still don't know when this movie's actually set. If it's actually before Infinity War or after, Infinity probably War. after. It's probably after. I could also see it being before. It could, yeah. Some people theorize that the bus that he was on at the start of Infinity War was coming back from the airport after they went. To... I think that was my theory. Oh, was that I your think theory? I said it in one of the previous episodes. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. stole it. It's now my theory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah, it could it could be that, or I think it's after though. All right, competition. Yeah, that's, that's all we want to talk about in terms of news because it's been a while, so you're probably all already caught up on the news. So if you want us to talk about anything in particular, just send us a a tweet or a, an email, and we'll, we will talk about it in the next episode. But without further ado, we'll move on to the competition. It's been a while since we've announced it, so we've had a lot of entries. We had a couple that were very close to winning, but we chose one in the end because it was our criteria was that it had to be creative and use characters from different universes well and use their powers well together. And we had one that uh, fitted that very well. So we'll announce the winner, but I also had a couple of honorable mentions that I uh, wanted to mention. One was from Professor Hulk. So he sent us an email. I like this one. You really like this one. I like it, just because of one of the people he chose. It's funny, but yeah. yeah. It's quite funny. For those who don't know about our competition, it was a team of three that would defeat Thanos. Um, So you could pick any team of three, and that can be from any universe, and you just have to explain how that team of three will beat Thanos. So this was one response that we had from Professor Hulk. First, I'd get Captain America to deliver such a moving speech about justice that it would have Thanos transfixed. Then I'd have the guy from Game of Thrones who cut Jamie Lannister's hand off to do the same to Thanos. <laughs> Finally, I'd get Han Solo just to hang with afterwards. The, the Han Solo one's useless, but I love that it has to be the guy from Game of Thrones that, to cut off Thanos's hand because no one else can do that. I, I don't watch the Game of Thrones, but this character's... Not a big character. <laughs> is not a major character, no. right? It's just a guy. Yeah, that cuts off his yeah. hand. Yeah. yeah. So that thanks for that uh, response, Professor. It definitely made us laugh when we read it. We had one other uh, response that we found very funny, but we obviously couldn't award it. 
for a couple of reasons. One was it was actually quite ridiculous. And <laughs> two was because we knew the person and he's actually been on the podcast. Uh, his name is Basco. He was on the episode for The Nun. So it wouldn't be right for us to award one of our friends and guests on the podcast. But anyway, here's his response and I'm sure it will make uh, you laugh like it made us laugh. So his is prefacial Harvey Dent, Godzilla and Humphrey B. Bear. Harvey challenges Thanos to watch Humphrey Bear perform unarmed if heads. If not, they'll surrender. Harvey's coin is rigged, so they watch. Meanwhile, Godzilla sneaks up and unleashes his atomic breath onto Thanos, killing him. (laughs) It's so ridiculous. And killing everyone else in the process, I'm guessing. Yeah. Uh, It's so stupid. Classic Basker. (laughs) (laughs) But the winner... We should probably get a drum roll or something. I should. Uh... <laughs> the winner is Noah Foot, and his response is: I would choose Doctor Manhattan, who can bend reality permanently, which should be able to defeat Thanos. But if not, then I would have Kirby, who could just absorb him and all the Infinity Stones with him. And if that didn't work, I would choose Zeno from Dragon Ball, who, with his abilities, will easily defeat the Mad Titan. So yeah, that, that was a great response because firstly, it uses characters from all the different universes and one's a game character, one's a, a Dragon Ball character, so an anime character, one's a, a Watchmen character. So they're all from different mediums and secondly, their powers work very well together. I especially like the, the inclusion of Kirby. I, he's my favorite character on Smash Bros. I use him all the time and I love that move where he absorbs their special ability, so... It would actually be great to have Thanos in a Smash Bros. game at some stage and Kirby absorbs Thanos and his Infinity Gauntlet falls off or something. Yeah. That would be quite interesting. Good response. Good work, Noah. Congratulations. Congratulations. And we'll be in touch with you very soon to get your details and your copy of the Infinity War Steelbook will be in your hands very soon. So congratulations again. So for for those who are wondering what our response would be to this question, so before we submitted this as a as a competition on on Facebook and uh, Instagram, we actually formulated our answer, and whoever did give us this answer was an automatic victory. So Tara can explain what that what that answer was. I'm very disappointed that no one got this, but basically it's Nicholas Cage from Sorcerer's Apprentice. Nicholas Cage from National Treasure and Nicholas Cage from Con Air. And basically, Sorcerer's Apprentice Nicholas Cage takes the Infinity Gauntlet off and then National Treasure Nicholas Cage hides it in some kind of historically relevant place, probably like the Statue of Liberty or something, because that's where, I don't know, Isaac Newton lived in 1925. <laughs> It'll be some bullshit like that. That is definitely not true. Something Nick Cage makes yeah. up. And then Conair Nicholas Cage basically just punches Thanos and kills him. One hit, one hit kill. So it's a combination of the sorcery and mysticism of the Sorcerer's Apprentice Nicholas Cage. And then we have the brains of the National Treasure Nicholas Cage. And then we have the, uh, I guess, the muscle yeah. of Conair Nicholas Cage. As you guys remember at the start of Conair, where he punches some guy and kills him. So he will do the same as he did to him, to Thanos. We're a little bit disappointed that no one gave us that, but no worries. Next time we have a competition, keep that in mind. Yeah, Nicolas Cage next time. <laughs> so I guess that will do it for this episode. Yeah, that's a show. We've talked about Venom. We've announced the winner 
of our competition. And next episode, we're going to be reviewing the much-anticipated Spider-Man PlayStation 4 game. Yeah. So Taran has played it. He's finished it. We have a guest, Kiridi, who has played it and is uh, very passionate about Spider-Man. And we have me, who hasn't played it. Never played it. I'll be be there to make the numbers. (laughs) Good game, though. But I, I will play it eventually. I've heard it's a very good game, so I will I will get onto that. Yeah, I guess that will do it. So that's a show. If anyone wants to get in touch with us, you can do it by. So we got Facebook and Instagram at Cognitive Recalibration, and then we've got Gmail at Cognitive Recalibration Podcast at Gmail dot com, and also at Twitter at C Recalibration. Yes, and we're available on all podcast platforms now. So we're on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, whichever one you prefer. And we'd appreciate it if you if you do enjoy our content, please give us a subscribe and do share it with other people that might also enjoy this content. But don't share it with people that won't enjoy it. Don't do that. Yeah, just 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 share it with everyone. <laughs> share it with the world. Why not? <laughs> Yeah, we appreciate all all our listeners uh, that do uh, tune into our podcast whenever we we do have them out. So thanks for that. Thanks, everyone. All right, catch you guys in the next episode. Spider Man PS4. Stay tuned. See you next time. Bye. See ya. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.